Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. For 30 years, I listened to Rush talk about the relentless pursuit of the truth. If there is one person in American media that is unafraid to pursue the truth, no matter where it takes him, it would be Tucker Carlson. And I'm so happy that Tucker is with us. Good afternoon, Tucker. How are you? Ah, I couldn't be better. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding? Oh, Tucker, so much has happened over the weekend. Look, uh, Tucker, let me just start with the January 6th stuff, because a lot of people have been asking, is that it? Are we going to see more? Um, you've had some pundits uh, uh, making the claim that Fox has silenced you. There's gonna, not going to be anything else. Blah, blah, blah. Can you tell people where we're at with the January 6th videos? Well, we're at a point where I hope they can be released to everybody. There's no reason we should be the only people who've seen them. Um, As I said at the very outset, we didn't have, we viewed those videos on the Capitol Hill computer system. So we couldn't use facial recognition software. So we know there were a lot of federal agents in the crowd that day. And as I said at the very outset, when we rolled out the video, we couldn't tell who they were. Um, That's what we need. We disproved three lies that they've been telling about January 6th. Fox did not get involved even. This was only my show. I don't think any other show, you know, has played it. I don't think they're – I mean, I don't know what their view is on it. But Fox did not stop me from airing anything. Uh, They they lawyered it up quite a bit to make certain we didn't, you know, get sued. But they didn't hold – anything back or force me to. And of course I, you know, that that's not the arrangement I have with them. Um, so I'm, that's, that's untrue. We brought what we had, what we could prove, as I said on the air, I mean, there was a lot of behavior on those videos that suggested coordination. I think it's very obvious that federal agents were involved in it. Chris Ray himself, the head of the FBI has said they were there. So again, to me, that's kind of what follow-up needs to be someone needs to get in there with facial recognition software and tell us who are these people the guy with the earpiece who is that but i didn't Mm -hmm. have that we couldn't have it and so i couldn't put it on the air and and accuse someone of of effectively a a moral crime without knowing who it was do you you see what i'm saying so that was like very frustrating for me tucker you destroyed the myth and that's all we really needed the myth has been destroyed about january 6th well, when that's right. Thank you. So, I mean, okay, we and and guess what? It confirmed what many us many of us suspected or knew even before we saw what you presented. But I will tell you, I was stunned, uh, Tucker, when I saw the uh, the guy with the horns surrounded by police uh, law enforcement. There, yeah, it was, that, that was stunning. To see after everything that we have been told about, and if you saw it, that means every single person on that January 6th committee saw it, including Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney, and you were the one to actually show America something that had been withheld. Boom. And and lied about it. And, And, of course, January 6th was, you know, one of many violent political demonstrations that year. It's the only one. It was not. It was hardly the most violent. It's the only one you hear about. And so the rest of us have lost civil liberties as a result of the changes 
that have been implemented on the basis of January 6th. But there is a guy called Jacob Chansley who's doing four years in prison for being let into the Speaker's chamber, I mean, rather into the Senate, uh, by uniformed police officers with guns. So, like, what is that? No one has bothered to explain it. We've been attacked for showing it. But what's what's the explanation there? Like, it's a very simple question. What what was that? And, of course, no one exactly. will answer it. Yeah. And so I'm not going to speculate, but we just played the we played the tape. If look, if a cop says to you, I'm going to bring you into this liquor store and stand there while you loot the till and then escort you back out again, he's he's complicit in the crime. And, and you know, I'm not I like the police. I'm not attacking the police. But like if he's going to jail for walking into the, you know, a restricted part of the U.S. Capitol, but they let him in, then. Why are they not charged? I, I do, like, what's the answer to that question? <laughs> I mean, like, no one's answered it. <laughs> Tucker, listen, um, I've had a number of people saying they read all these things in the paper. You hate Trump, blah, blah, blah. They say, does Tucker like Trump's policies, any policies of his? What's the deal with you and Donald Trump? <laughs> Let's see. I, I spent four years defending his policies, and I, um, I'm i going to defend them again tonight. Uh and actually, and I'm pretty straightforward, I'm, um, I love Trump, like as a person. I think Trump is funny and insightful, and, and I said this to Trump when he called me, you know, all wounded about those texts. Um, that was a moment in time where I was absolutely infuriated, and I think this is in the t- – and those were all grabbed completely illegitimately, in my opinion um, – in this court case, which I guess I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm enraged that my private texts were pulled. But um, those those particular texts were pulled at exa- at the moment where I was texting with one of my producers because some idiot on the Trump campaign um, had sent us the name of these dead voters who had voted, and we went and I repeated them on air, and it turns out some of them were alive. Um, oh. So I was just I, I felt humiliated. Yeah, like what? And I yeah. thought then, and I think now, that that election was not on the level. It was not a free and fair election. I, I thought that then, I think it now. Um, and so I was trying to, I wanted, you know, evidence. I mean, there's no way the guy got 81, he got more votes than Barack Obama, really? You know, who, whatever you think of Obama, I never liked Obama, but he's a really talented, a very talented politician. And Joe Biden is senile and hid in his basement. Tell me how he got 81 million votes. So I've always thought that was not on the level. And so I said to the Trump people, you know, I, you're saying the election was rigged. Send me some examples of it and I'll put it on the air. And one of them was these dead voters. Well, it turned out some of them were still alive. And I was so mad by the incompetence of that campaign, which was completely incompetent. I mean, completely. You know, I'm like the one guy who's open minded about the election being unfair. And and that's what they send me. Anyway, whatever. I was mad. That was a moment in time. And um, I will say this, my comments on TV, I think my texts reflect who I am. I'm I'm vulgar in public, in private, rather, and I <laughs> use like bad language and stuff. I've worked in a newsroom my whole life, and my wife's always trying to improve me, which is fair. But my views are pretty transparent. I always say what I think. I can't keep track of too many lies. You know what I mean? So anyway, I that's, know exactly that's what you mean. Right. And and yeah. people forget this, that we say things, we're human beings, and we can say things in a peak of anger, and at exactly. that very moment, we're saying things in a peak of anger, but it does not represent the whole body of our thoughts. 
Well, that's exactly right. And I was I was actually even thinking about it. <laughs> Makes me mad now. I, I reached out to, them, to this one Trump aide who's I'm not going to name. He's a nice guy, but he's totally incompetent. And I said, I agree with you. There was something really wrong with this election. Send me evidence. And then to, to have the voters call in and be like, no, I'm still alive. <laughs> I, mean, it was like, I was so embarrassed and mad. Right. And people forget that you are on a stage, on a huge yeah. stage, and you have people whose sole purpose in life it is, is to try to tear you down because they oppose what you are bringing to the American people. And they think that what you are bringing to the American people will hurt their chances of achieving and wielding power. Exactly. That's exactly and right. So, and you can't afford to be wrong. You can't afford to have something. So obviously, and anybody that is, and there are so few people that are in that position where they are really that effective. It is people have no idea the pressure that you are under, Tucker. They also have no idea how many hours you spend researching and how many hours you spend making sure that you get it right. And when something well, happens I, that, that from that was it right there. Is I, I hate being factually wrong. I mean, I've right. got a lot of opinions that you may think are stupid, and maybe they are stupid, and maybe I change them at some point, and I'm always transparent about that. If You know, th the facts change, my opinion changes. I think that's the way you're supposed to live. But I can't stand getting the facts wrong. That's just – there's no excuse for that, and we got it wrong. And by the way – I guess we should have. Well, I should have. I should have checked to see that those voters were actually dead, and I didn't. And I took this staffer's word for it. And I, now that I'm saying it out loud, I mean that's my fault. But at the time, I was blaming the Trump campaign, and I was I was just livid. <laughs> so that's it. Right now, Tucker, talk to us about this imminent arrest if it happens. This would be historic. This would be something that Americans have never seen. My own take is when Trump said he that he wants protest, the first thing I thought of, oh, really? So here we go again with the Antifa guys with the red hat and who yeah. knows who else doing it. It's a dangerous moment. But, but at the same time, Americans have a legitimate right to protest what they think are wrongs. This is our political system. So it's a double-edged sword. But then again, I'm looking at Alvin Bragg, and I'm wondering, you know, it's amazing that Democrat uh, DAs, especially the ones funded by George Soros, will go to any means necessary to prove their political point. What would happen if a Republican DA decided he would go after a former president? Would it be tolerated the same way? This There is a well, lot going on here. So much, and I wouldn't even think about it as a former president. I would think about it as the front runner in the presidential race, which is underway. So that's right. the thing. And by the way, if, if if there's some real crime that Trump committed, you know, tell us what it is. And, you know, the guy gets busted embezzling or killing someone or whatever. I think he should be prosecuted. This is a completely fake crime. There's nothing real about it. And they're trying to take out the front runner in the presidential race. Like, that's not allowed. And so, yes, people have a right to protest. The Justice Department, the, the Manhattan DA's office, has absolutely no right to short-circuit a presidential race because they don't like the candidate. You know, if you don't like – I mean, if you believe in democracy, let the voters decide. If this is allowed to happen, and there's a grand jury impaneled, so it looks like it is going to happen, we'll never have another presidential race where the voters get to decide who the winner is. 
because you could just take out the guy you don't like who threatens you most. That's what they're doing. So I think that's the way to think of this. There's a presidential race in progress. Trump is leading the Republican field, and they're trying to take him out. And for all the people who say, well, if they arrest him, he'll win the nomination. Look, if, if he gets arrested, if they handcuff him and there are pictures of that, that's not good for his campaign. There's just no way around that. It's not good when they arrest you. And they know that. So I think this is the scariest. I think this is a huge change. People are going to understand that there's no justice from the Justice Department. And and that's a bad, very bad sign, I think, for all of us. And people get, you know, one of the reasons that this is a common, stable country is because we believe in our justice system. We don't have to administer justice ourselves. The government does it. But if people start to believe that the government won't do it, that it's all a scam, on behalf of the people in power, man, uh, you could get very radical behavior. Don't wreck the justice system just because you don't like Trump. That's my view. Exactly right. Tucker, we got to wrap it up here, but I'm going to read you something that I just got on text that I think reflects, reflects accurately the view that millions of people have for you. It says, Tucker's courage shows his love for the truth. I love him for this. Prayers for Tucker and his family. And Tucker, that is the view that millions of Americans have for the amazing work that you do night after night. You are just an amazing human being. I'm so happy to know you. I'm glad you came on with us. Thank you, Tucker. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful. James Golden, A.K. Snowy, we're coming back on both Snowy's Rush Hour. Stay with us right after this, getting your calls and more of the news. Don't go away. Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on 77 WABC.